You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. So then in the middle of summer, I sort of went, you know what? Fine. So I just, I just, I just jumped in and instantly I, I started, I loved it. I've never loved anything that instantly. Like I always had to get into something. Like I was thinking about it in a different way, like football, I had to get into football and then now I like it. But with swimming, it was just instantly. Irish people taking to the sea in their droves has become a bit of a cliche during the pandemic. But the truth is, for some of us, it was never a fad. It was just a part of life. Whether it's used as a tool for socialising, exercising, or reasons related to the reported mental health benefits, open water swimming has fast become a pastime for everyone, not just the endurance athletes training to swim the channel. My name is Siobhan Cronin, and this is The Big Story Sea Swimming. Here come the dry robes. This summer, Dee Cunningham, a coach with Swim Ireland, spent her Friday mornings at the pretty little beach at Tregumna, just outside Skibbereen with her beginner's sea swimming class, followed by an improvers class for more experienced swimmers. The explosion in popularity in sea swimming is something that for Dee should be welcomed. I suppose in the last two years, definitely, I've noticed a huge uptake in open water swimming. So for instance, in a beautiful facility here like this facility, when I say beautiful beach, uh, Trugumna, um, it has really taken off. And then again, over the mountain, you have Loch Ine. So a lot of people are getting into open water swimming and are beginning to actually really enjoy it. And what we're seeing is that people are, you know, connecting with little groups, creating almost a little community tribe with one another. And they're creating huge bonds and, you know, friendships for life really out of it. Um, And again, you know, it's really important for their health, their overall physical health and their mental health. It's really, really, really good. The mental health benefits of sea swimming are naturally hard to quantify, but for a secondary school student, Maeve Kingston, who lives near Skibbereen, the positive effect sea swimming has had on her life has been profound. Having struggled a bit with her own mental health during the pandemic, her mother convinced her to get into the water, and the rest, as they say, is history. It's like, I would say euphoria. I'm very, I'm the sort of person that I get very drained as the day goes on. And I get very clouded in my vision and my brain and I just get overwhelmed with thoughts and everything. But as soon as you go into the water, it's just like a wave, you know, um, just it just washes over you and you're just you're fine. And then sometimes, you know, if I have a particular problem that I'd be thinking about, I'd nearly fix it in the water. You know, the water just I don't know. Is it the cold? I don't know. Is it just the movement? It's just. I feel euphoric and I come out and I'm always smiling no matter what and I've never, that's never happened to me before so it's actually great. With some very difficult months experienced by our teenagers over the past few years, Maeve says she wants to encourage more young people to take the plunge. I always say to my friends, oh I'm going for a swim, they're like, what? They, They don't know and I'm trying to, you know, tell them the benefits but, you know, I don't think me saying go swimming is going to get anybody swimming. I think you just have to do it. And I think, you know, especially for people my age, like I'm in fifth year now and 
there's a load of exams and there's a load of studying and everything and you need some sort of an outlet and I think you know there is like a certain level of like you know older people older um older people that are going swimming um but I think you know their lives are improving now but why can't our lives improve while we're younger so that they can get better for the future you know versus realizing oh I should be doing this for my mental health when you're like 50 do you know Anecdotal evidence into the mental health benefits of sea swimming is crucial, but over the last number of years, a significant amount of scientific research has also been carried out on its effects. Ever heard of the blue mind? Well, the phrase was coined by Californian marine biologist Wallace J. Nichols, who has written a book of the same name. He believes most of us live in a state of constant stress because of the frantic pace of modern life. He calls this the red mind. According to Nichols, the colour blue has a scientifically proven calming effect on the mind. Some medics have even utilised this knowledge during intricate surgeries, as noted by Nichols in his 2012 TEDx talk on the subject. Take off the red filter. Put on the blue filter. Some neurosurgeons actually wear blue filtered glasses while they're operating on brains to remove the red signal. It helps to calm them helps them do their job better when they're seeing blue instead of red. Our brains can be filled with these experiences and these memories that are blue in color. That helps us to connect to ourselves, to be more of who we are, to be more creative, to be more productive, to be more loving. These days, some surgeons are even prescribing to post-surgery patients a 30-minute daily dip in salt water as the mainstay of the rehabilitation regime. You don't have to swim in it, but when you do, you are then getting the full treatment of health benefits because it uses such a wide variety of muscle groups. It is also low impact, meaning it's perfect for so many people, like myself, who suffer from back problems. Lifeguard Owen O'Donnell from Kinsale, who worked on beaches across West Cork during the summer, says the beach guards have all noticed more of the orca men and women around, as he calls them, referring to the most popular brand of wetsuit for open water swimming. Yeah, open water swim most certainly is a, um, it's definitely a forte that's coming into fashion. You have a lot more uh, orca men, as we call them, and women <laughs> would turn up on the beaches. Um, yeah, and uh, frequent a lot of the Warren, for example, or in Chidani, you'd find a lot of them. And even Trigumna now here, especially, we have a lot of open water swimming going on. So definitely, yeah, it's definitely a lot of groups nowadays. With more and more swimmers of all ages and abilities rushing to reap the benefits of the open ocean, the adherence to proper safety procedures has never been more important. Cold water, changing tides and inexperience are just some of the factors that must be considered according to both lifeguard Owen and Dee Cunningham of Swim Ireland. Whenever you go swimming anywhere, no matter where you are, always tell someone where you're going swimming and how long you're going swimming for. And then after that, number two, I definitely say the equipment you bring. So make sure you know your, your limits for such, so know how strong you are, know your strengths and know your weaknesses. And always wear a wetsuit. I definitely would. I wouldn't enter one without one myself anyway, because getting cold is a very big aspect of it. And you want to keep that away. Uh, rips as well are another thing. Know your beach. So you want to know the hazards on your beach. So know where the rip currents are. Rip currents can help you, but they can also be your biggest enemy, as I'm sure we all know. And also jellyfish every now and then. It's not nice to get stung. But they'd probably be the main, um, the main error as new swimmers would find. And safety is paramount, is always paramount. So again, tell somebody what time you're leaving at. 
tell somebody what time you should be coming back at. Always wear your toe float um, and you're starting it from the very first time. Acclimatize yourself to uh, lake and sea swimming. Um, always wear a bright hat. Um, make sure that you have proper clothing for when you come back. You know, um, very important to hydrate before you go and when you come back have hot drinks. And again, that all changes with different times of the year, summer, winter, autumn, spring, say for instance. The safety concerns raised by both Dee and Owen apply to all swimmers, regardless of level. Basic water safety is something everyone should be aware of before dipping their toes. There is another group of swimmers, however, that have a whole other set of concerns and challenges to contend with. The elite open water swimmers, and West Cork is home to some of the best in the world. Training partners Noel Brown and Ocean 7 legend Steve Redmond believe that West Cork is a brilliant location for adventure swimmers who feel the need to keep challenging themselves. Steve, originally from the landlocked county of Carlow, became a serious swimmer when he realised the amazing training ground that was within arm's reach when he moved to Ballydee Hob. And the, the, with places like Loch Ayn, you can be in Skibbereen in the middle of a town and 10 minutes later you can be in Loch Ayn getting into the water and heading for the island. And that's the dark side of the moon, as far as, you know, you're, you're, you're out there alone. And, and every time, every place you go is different. That's the greatest thing about swimming, open water. We can be here or we could go to Baltimore. It's a completely different swim, completely different place. And uh, that's the, the beauty of it. And we, have, we've, we swam all over the world. And we swam in, New, probably New Zealand is probably the nearest thing I could compare Ireland to. But this is the best water I've ever been in, you know, and I, I say that to everybody I meet. Any casual swimmer could say that we have the world's best water for open water swimming in Ireland and West Cork. And that comment could be seen as hyperbole. But when a swimmer the calibre of Steve Redmond says it, it means something. Steve is a member of the Marathon Swimming Hall of Fame and one of the world's toughest endurance athletes. In 2012, the soft-spoken West Cork resident became the first person ever to complete the renowned Ocean 7 Challenge a marathon swimming event consisting of seven open water channel swims. It includes the North Channel, the Cook Strait, the Molokai Channel, the English Channel, the Catalina Channel, the Sugaru Strait and the Strait of Gibraltar. Recently, he also became the first person to complete the Fastnet Rock Swim, a 44 kilometre challenge from Baltimore to the Fastnet Rock and back, which took over 15 hours. His training partner, Noel Brown, remembers the first time he became aware of Steve. It's a, it's a while back now. Um, I think I, I met Steve down here many a year ago and saw this lunatic swimming around on a pair of togs in the middle of winter. Um, and I thought maybe I should give this a go and uh, it started to progress from there. I don't think my addiction is ever going to be cured at this stage. But um, no, it's, it's, it's led to some brilliant times and brilliant places and meeting some brilliant people. So it's, Once you get into the water, your head has to concentrate on what's in front of you and the rest of your life can disappear for a little while while you're swimming, especially around that line, you can just take in the scenery and take in the water. With the likes of both Steve and Noel putting West Cork on the map as a destination for elite open water swimming, the question as to whether more could be done to attract the best of the best to swim here is worth asking. Both men reckon that swims to and around the Fastwood Rock off Crookhaven could rival the world-famous English Channel Swims, for example. Here's Steve Redmond again. 
you say fastnet, and everybody knows the fastnet. You know, you go to any country in, in any city in Europe, there's a fastnet pub. They know the, they they know what the fastnet is. You go to England, they know the fastnet, and uh, it's it's such an iconic. Everybody knows it, and everybody's going out there, and you say, "Oh, well, I swam there." Oh, Jesus Christ! I went out on a boat once in my lifetime, you know. But now it's becoming—you know—you can get out there on a rib in an hour, two hours. It's one of the greatest swims in the world, and uh, the really great thing about it is not a not a lot of people have done it, and no one knows that much about it except that it's there, you know, and it's it's there to be done. We've had a first American this year, yeah, you know, she, and she holds the speed record, and she was one of the most. She's done everything. Everything that I, I was just blown away by this woman, like you know, when she was 60 once, and uh, holy god, she is the speed record. But uh, it's there for people to come and do, and uh, and um, it's a, it's a secret gem, you know. It's not like the English Channel, that's a that's an industry, there's 25 boats over there, and there's always they always have six people waiting to go in on each boat that three and a half thousand pounds sterling for a swim. So they, if one guy doesn't do it, they come back in and get another guy, and they just go on the tide, like you know. And that's it. But whereas here we're trying, we actually are trying to get the person. We don't want them to fail, so we try to get the right slot, the right time, the right day for them. It doesn't always work out. Not everyone can be Steve Redmond, but if you live in West Cork, you can definitely become an open water swimmer. But as Dee Cunningham and Owen O'Donnell both said, and safety is paramount. Is always paramount. So, where to start? Getting your hands on the right equipment is as good a place as any. So the most important thing is a tow float. Now these vary in price and um, in function, but really uh, they can go from 20 euros up. This one's about 50 euros. And because it's more expensive, it's because you can put things into it. So you can put a spare jumper, you can put uh, flip-flops if you're going to be walking before you get back to shore you can put um, your keys and one of the things I always do is I bring my keys in a little aqua pouch and you can pick them up for about 10 or 15 euro put your keys in them they're very tightly locked pop them into your tow float you blow it up and that seals it and that keeps it safe they're for visibility so people can see you in the water they're for resting on if you need to take a break and they're also for carrying things so they're actually multifunctional they're very important and if you're doing any official swims they usually insist that you have one also obviously swimming dogs can't go too far without those and there's various types of hats that you can get so there's the regular swim silicon swimming hat keeps you warm we often recommend you wear two of these in the winter time for double heat if you really want to keep warm, you wear one of these old style balaclavas. It's like something out of James Bond, but it'll keep you really toasty. And you'll see a lot of people wearing these lately, which are the, the neoprene swimming hats. Lovely felt interior, and they tie at the chin so that there's no movement, because sometimes your hat can slide off your head. And another reason why they're very handy is because a lot of people like to wear earplugs. Now it's very important if you're swimming a lot in cold water that you don't get an ear infection and that you don't let water get into your inner ear because it can do a lot of damage. So these are just speedo, little speedo ones that I have for a few years. They really do the trick, they pop right into your ear and you can swim away and the water doesn't get in. The disadvantage of these ones is that you can't really hear a lot. So you can get other ones that will allow you to hear as well but they're a bit more expensive. So those aren't too expensive but they're very very useful 
and they're very important if you're in cold water a lot. Um, also goggles come in various shapes and sizes. These ones are about maybe 30 euro or so and they're quite big. I just like the bigger ones. Some people like the smaller slimline ones but I just find they're very good for keeping the water out. Um, and also if you buy a swimsuit for a wetsuit for swimming they're actually very very fragile. You might need to get a pair of gloves. You might get them with them to put them on and off because you can nick them very easily. They're not like a regular wetsuit. Um, they're very very fragile to make them much more aerodynamic of course and uh, so you need to be very careful with them so I do recommend the gloves. And also um, just going into the winter what you definitely need is a nice little pair of gloves and a nice little pair of booties or swimming socks. These are particularly warm and they have a little padded sole on them for walking on stones and that. So and of course they're a trusty towel or the famous dry robe. Personally I don't think you need that. Just get yourself a nice cozy towel and uh, away you go. So there you have it. You've had the safety briefing and you know the health benefits. Now you just need to pack your bag and head for the coast. The beaches and the swimmers of West Cork are waiting to welcome you into their world. And, and the thing about open water swimming and open water swimmers is, you know, you could go up to Cork and you could go to Myrtleville. You could say, well, I swim in Loch Nine, as you know, Noel, you know, Steve, yeah. And you could go swimming with people up there and they'd advise you, you know, you could say, well, I'm thinking of doing this swim and they would help you. Whereas in a lot of other sports, people tend to keep their, their strategies and what they're doing to themselves because they work so hard to get there whereas in open water swim it's a very open sport you know like if a new guy comes and we're standing here and they're, they're looking nervous you know waiting to go in the water you know we find out are you okay and bring him for a swim uh, it's it's not a it's not a closed sport you know it's not a, it's not fully it's not a professional sport maybe you know <coughs> people are very open to helping each other and that's the great thing about it you know here Comes the Dry Robes was written and produced by Jack McCarran and me, Siobhan Cronin. It was edited by Jack McCarran, with reporting also from me, Siobhan Cronin. Video production was by Seamus Asulawan. The Big Story is a Southern Star Media production. For more stories like this, subscribe to The Big Story wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at southernstar.ie. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie